good morning everybody and you are very welcome to week five day five yay of these <laughs> briefings um you it's great to have you along and we've had lots of uh people who've been listening on the podcasts to these success briefings which is fantastic and we've got several people who come on on a regular basis to come and listen to these shows live which is brilliant so wherever you're listening it's fantastic to have you along thank you so much for uh, joining us and I hope that we're continuing to provide you with lots of really good content. My name is Dr Glenn Wallace for those of you that are new to the show um, and I'm very pleased and uh, we've had some really good fun uh, joined by my co-host who happens to be I'm very proud to say my daughter to um, Georgia Wallace. So, good morning everyone good morning dad. Pleased it's Friday. Really happy it's Friday yep can't wait for the weekend yeah. Actually, the weather's as good as it has been this week yeah. um, just a bit of bit of an r and r i think to siobhan's point the other day the cognitive overload is has been very real this week so mm. i think it would be nice to have a, a bit of a break from it and have let my brain have a bit of a rest yeah and I, actually the, i had the first person uh for me uh, say to me um in an email uh, response we're meant to be meeting next week on zoom he just said actually mate i'm just completely zoomed out um, it, mm. move it to a call and you and I yeah. doing these uh, things in these calls and connecting with people in a different way and that's the first person who I've kind of has overtly said to me actually I'm going to kind of scale down my zoom for a bit um, and try and mix and match the style so I thought that was quite interesting um, yeah I think it's a real thing um, yeah. I, I think, think I, I look in my colleagues diaries and can see that can see that they're in back-to-back meetings mm. all you know all day um, and that takes it like, takes a lot out of you I think yeah, yeah it does um, so on today's show it's Friday so uh, we have a couple of areas um, that are sort of traditional on a Friday for us to focus on one is a is the, uh, the leadership well so we're trying to build a deep resource for leaders to come back to and think about things that might inspire them uh, give them a new perspective on things uh, sometimes it's quite light-hearted other, other times it's a little bit more serious and today is film friday so um i hope you got your film at the ready george to kind of share with people <laughs> Being very personal, and that's the point which is our personalities and our likes might be very different from your own that's the point um what might you learn from the things that we are interested in and if you've got a film that you really like and inspires you perhaps you can put that onto our facebook page dr glenn p wallace coaching uh, on facebook and uh, we'd love to be inspired by your uh, films and i'm going to come back to that very point in a little a little bit um we're also going to look today on a friday we look at uh, reflection and reflex reflectivity and this idea of looking backwards in order to get better and today we're going to build on last week's work where we looked at the bias of reflection or the possibilities for bias in reflection and how can you offset some of that personal bias in reflection because we're going to look at how to go and seek feedback and how to receive feedback effectively so that's uh, on today's show and we always do as part of these shows uh, what we call coaching corner and that's where I think we differentiate success briefings from other shows because we actually get you to do some real work so at the end of the show five minutes chance for you to do some thinking you probably need a pen and paper or something else to sort of capture your thoughts with would be great and we can kind of walk you through um, that process so that that's really cool um, so I want to kick off with um, 
listeners successes which is another part of the show which we do if we've got feedback from people um yesterday we talked about um music and music that was a kind of inspiration to us and i talked mm. about how much i'd never really understood jazz and how that really was not a musical we talked we both shared didn't we musical themes it was, did. Yours was classical as one wasn't it classical. yes classical was my one yeah, yeah. And I talked about not being able to really get jazz. So I popped that onto the Facebook page. Well, I've had a number of responses from people about, um, yeah, I don't get jazz either. Uh, somebody put down that jazz is only good for Tom and Jerry cartoons and then put a link. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, a bit bizarre. I get it. Um, but Fair actually, cool. I had some really good, uh, uh, you know, and it's all good stuff. It's all good banter. Um, but had some good pointers from people and recommendations. And I did go and listen to an album by a jazz artist called Hugh Masekela, called The Times That We Shared, um, which was a recommendation. Uh, and a little bit of Billie Holiday as well, who I'd, I'd listened to a little bit of. Gotta say, mm. they were quite different from uh, what I was listening to. Cool, a bit ch more chilled, a bit more relaxed, nicer tempo. So I had a nice morning yesterday listening to a bit of jazz. Um, which was Has pretty... it changed your mind on jazz? It's changed my mind from thinking this is just manic and it's all fast and it's all a bit crazy and I couldn't possibly work to it to yeah there is softer jazz and it's a bit more bluesy and I could I could see myself playing it in the background um but awesome. to the same extent I might listen to country oh sorry did I say oh that? goodness please I'd rather you replace the country <laughs> Um, so, no, so thank you to the community for for sharing and um, and informing and educating me which I, I really liked and I thought that was that was awesome let's try and do the same with films maybe today that um you like because today is film Friday um so George what's what film have you got in mind that really either moves you motivates you you just find fun or, you know it's just you know it's just an indulgence um what's on your what's what's top of your list for today so am I allowed to have two because one is like really fun, really fun. Yep. So my really fun would be um, Herbie. So yesterday I watched Herbie, the new recreation, because I've got a little bit of an obsession with Lindsay Lohan, hence the parent trap theme. So we're going on that. Mm -hmm. um, but I know that it, it was actually a recreation of an original film. I don't actually know when it was filmed, but I know it was a recreation. So I, um, that would be my very fun one. Um, my slightly darker one would be we watched the Star Wars trilogy over the last few weekends and actually I think quite a lot, quite a lot of people have done the same thing. Um, just as something lighthearted to do, you can have a Star Wars marathon. Um, so that's what we've done and that would be my kind of slightly darker um, recommendation for the, for the weekend to, to pop on and maybe buy or, or rent or yeah. something Star Wars because that was that's actually quite it, that was a good one actually what one two and three um of the more recent not the very recent but the more recent ones um with Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman so that would be my one very cool very cool <laughs> oh dear no <laughs> Excellent. Oh dear. Um, that's very cool. And there are, are there are there about eight of those films now, aren't there? And they're sort of from end to end. Is this kind of some some ridiculous? Yeah. So four, five, and six were the yeah the originals. You know right. the Han Solo, um, right. which 
which are probably more your generation, I guess. Just stop doing the whole generation thing. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't talk about millennials, so let's, you know. Um, <laughs> millennials. Herbie, Herbie the remake and uh, and the whole kind of middle section sort of uh, Star Wars-y trilogy thing, which was yeah. cool. Um, I, I've got one which I'd never heard of before. I, I'm, I get kind of mixed views of sports films because sometimes they're... I'm assuming that's water. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Bottled um, water, promise. <laughs> um, I have mixed feelings about sports films because often the actual footage of the sports when the actors are playing it actually is really terrible. Um, and I, I'm not suggesting that the sport in this is very great, but it's actually a film called Rudy. And it's based on a real uh, film, a, a real character who has set his mind as a young kid to go and play football for Notre Dame the American University. And wow, it talk about persistence and overcoming adversity and being helped by people along the way, which was lovely, you know, how people support him. That, that young man worked his butt off over a very, <laughs> very long period, you know, to, to make it to Notre Dame in the first place, to get into the football team. And he was only five foot, he's about five foot four or something, like five, seven or something like that. So really, really, you know, for American football terms, way under height for that sport. Um, got battered every training session, but just sort of got up and, and carried on. And eventually, literally the last game of his last year, he was there, he got a, a walk-on part. So he played the last 30 seconds of the last game of the season, apparently, which, which I know doesn't sound much, but relatively speaking, was a great... You, you just following his life and his story along was, was really cool. I thought it was quite inspirational just how hard he worked to, to pursue his goal, which I, I guess is no surprise that that might appeal to me as a kind of film, right? <laughs> no, sport, love it. <laughs> and overcoming hardship and all that, which I love in, in when people do that, I, I take great inspiration for it. Um, okay, let's move into to the topic for today then. So we'll put the links to those films up onto the, to the Facebook page. And if people want to contribute their own, that'd be lovely. So please, please do that, that'd be good fun. Um, but well, I want to build on this, this idea of how to reflect effectively and the importance of reflection um, as, as part of the process of ongoing improvement and getting better and better over time and how your leadership, which is in some ways quite an intangible skill set, you know, how can you improve that over that extended period? And what we've focused on so far, I think, is trying to develop listeners self-awareness and their ability to self-assess effectively. Now, you can therefore only self-assess self as effectively as your current level, skill level is. And what I'm trying to work on today with people, and I know that your, your organisation do this brilliantly, and I'm going to ask you about that in a sec, is how can you, how can you check that your self-assessment is right, but also how can you develop it onto the next level of accuracy, if that's, a, if that's the right way of putting it. So it's linked to a session you and I did a couple of weeks back on Kirkpatrick's four, mod, four levels. Uh, how was the experience? What did you learn? What did you change? And what were the impacts of that change? And today's work's very much helping you improve the fourth of those stages. So how do I know what the impacts of the changes that I brought about are? So that, that's really key to that bit. And it's also linked to last week's work, as I've mentioned around, we, are, we have, all have biases, we all have filters through which we see things. That's incredibly true for how we review ourselves. Um, and we're often not very good at doing that, not very accurate at that. And this will help 
you be aware of those biases and also hopefully remove some of them where we can. So we're really looking at using feedback to do all of those things so you can see how powerful it is. Just, just tell us a little bit and tell some of the listeners, if you would, the kind of culture that you have for feedback in your organisation, because it's super, it's one of the most clear models of that that I've seen uh, in many of the years that I've been working. So do you mind just kind of share again, without naming names and, and without kind of being indiscreet about the work that you do, um, what is the culture and how does it work and how does it affect you as an individual? Yeah, so I think we have our formal moderation period. So we have time up until those points we have a mid-year and we have an end of year and for which we have to we have to obtain a, a, a decent amount of feedback in order in order to promote your case just right. your general case or if you're going for a promotion then obviously you need a significant amount to as evidence of the work you've been doing throughout the year so we are promoted and asked to get regular feedback right. after every project that we do um, and even if you're on a really long project having staggered feedback throughout that period because right you can really develop in a six month period. So getting it every couple of months is really encouraged. And mm. um, there, is, there isn't a formal structure per se that we get. It's, it's recommendations um, for how you'd like to give feedback. Some people in, in the firm really don't like feedback mm. and some people in the firm love feedback. I'm one of those people that really like getting feedback, both constructive and positive. Yeah. Um, and so I would seek to get feedback on a, fortnightly basis rather than a, a monthly basis um, it just it's down to the individual because we try to promote your own development is your own responsibility um, and the getting those getting those pieces of feedback is is down to the individual but we also do promote giving upwards and downwards feedback so it's not just me asking for feedback I also give it upwards and I also give it downwards and obviously for those who know us more broadly they might have come to the reverse mentoring session and that's obviously giving significant amount of feedback upwards yeah. so it's brilliant the, the, the firm is brilliant at allowing you to do that as well and you also ask for it from clients as well don't you so it's not just from it's not just from colleagues you also ask for from clients as well about the impacts that you've had yeah definitely it's almost like a net promoter score right. of our own success really um and they will come back and they'll give a scoring and also some um, comments and feedback in a more written way. Yeah. So we obviously do take that and, and that's obviously sought quite um, consistently because we want to make sure that we're doing right by our clients. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Um, I think the I think it's a great culture and I think rather than you know many organisations where they're still holding on to a kind of performance management model where if your manager remembers, you might get a mid-year and then an end of year, but typically one of those tends to get dropped or very delayed. And that's really the only times that people are getting kind of formal feedback. I've often felt that performance management is misnamed and it should be managing performance. And, and actually that's, that's something that everybody does for each other and for yourself. And one of the ways that, you, the only way to do that as a, on a, as a regular thing is to, yes, do your self-reflection, which is what we're encouraging on a Friday for people to think about how was your week? but also to add to your own reflections with, with data from other people, because it helps triangulate whether you've actually assessed your week properly, right, in this context. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really, absolutely. Think, yeah, it's, it's a really... Um, what, would, what would you say were the um, direct benefits for you 
of gathering that much feedback on that regular a, a kind of base i'm sure it's a, a burdensome at times i'm sure it's not always easy you know what but for you personally as in terms of your profession your standard of performance what would you what top to sort of couple of benefits for you personally i think probably the first one would be breaking down that bias that we have get about ourselves so oh. and that's not to say we're all perfect but in a situation i am prone to finding faults in others and not necessarily myself for example and so that those pieces of feedback would break start to break that down a bit and give me a more holistic view of my own performance yeah. and it comes from a third party and it's you know I've not had a I've not had an effect I've not had a, a weighting on what they're saying that comes directly from them right. and I think that's probably the key for me that's the key benefit I think obviously also secondary to that is that it helps with my development so yeah. i can cherry I, I can pick the things that i do truly believe i do need to work on i received a piece of feedback last week about pre-planning and making sure that we keep pre-planning because everything's going to get very busy in the next few weeks mm. and so it was a brilliant piece of feedback because it helped my own development so i think probably twofold one is that it helps break down the bias i have against myself being perfect oh, and <laughs> I'm close, Dad. I'm close. Yeah, no. um, and then the second is probably, obviously, it's to help with my own development. It's to make it's to make my career successful. It's to make me a successful consultant. It's um, helping to to broaden my thinking about how I could approach certain situations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's really helpful because I think there's 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 some theory that I can sit here and quote. Um, that's quite different from, uh, you know, having somebody like yourself share with us what that actually looks like and what it's what's that like as an experience um, for for people. I just want to share this model because it speaks to so many things that you've just just said. And I am aware that people will be listening to this uh, on a podcast, so they're not going to see this particular model. But I think it's simple enough if we talk people through the Jahari window model to to explain. Uh, even just verbally, but but people can access this model on uh, the Facebook page, uh, Dr. Glenn P. Wallace Coaching, and we'll put this up there. The Jahari window basically um, talks about the idea that the more that we can uh, work in a way that we have greater awareness of ourselves and other people have greater awareness of us, um, that 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 combined knownness between us all. Uh, helps the relationships and helps performance. And I think in this sense, uh, it's really central because feedback plays such a key role in that. So if I know more about you, Georgia, and, and you are also very self-aware yourself, it's likely that the two of us are, are likely to interact more effectively in a business context. So if you're my leader, you know a lot about me, I know a lot about you, we are more likely to understand each other and be able to shortcut things, uh, be able to know where we can push buttons to get you to do stuff or where we not, might need to back off because we can see that you're not in a great place. It's a, it's a two by two matrix. Um, the Jahari windows named after the two founders, um, which were um, Harry Ingham and Joseph Luft. I think it's that, that way around. <laughs> I can never remember which way, which one's Joseph and which one's Harry. Uh, but that's where the name comes from. And it basically says that there are things that I know about me and there are things that I don't know about me. 
And there are things that you know about me and there are things that you don't know about me. So one of the things I can do to help you know more about me is to disclose or to share with you some stuff about myself. So um, I think there are probably in a business context, there are probably lines that we don't want you to go over <laughs> at this point in terms of just sharing way too much information. But you know, there might be very helpful things for me to understand. And I think that's really important for leaders right now because uh, you'll have seen this in Zoom calls over the last five weeks. I've certainly seen it where you know children will be running in, people mm -hmm. are feeling great because they're all Zoomed out. But actually sharing some of that, being open with each other is a really important way of then increasing the quality of that relationship and making it yeah. easy for me to flex because I understand some of those things. So we, we open up one of these four quadrants by, by disclosing. So we kind of stretch the open area. I'm not going to get too technical around the names for each of the quadrants because depending on the model, um, the, the, those names shift anyway. Another way to open up this area that's currently known by you and me is yes, I can share more about myself so I can disclose things, but I can also um, widen it by saying, well, you might know things about me that I don't know. So how do I find out what you know about me that I don't currently know? Well, the only way to do that is for us for feedback, right? And one of the most important things I think that leaders don't realize is how do you make people feel? is really important. But we don't talk about feelings very much. But I, I think some great questions, you know, here are, how do you, how, do, how does my leadership make you feel? How does my leadership uh, enable you to be at your very best? What do I need to do differently in order to bring the best out of you? And it's getting that kind of level of feedback suddenly makes me think about my, so you tell me, how I'm making you feel, or you tell me how I could do things better, is really much better than me sitting there guessing what might be the right approaches. And, and I come and seek that feedback from you in order that I get better. Does that, does that make sense? So yeah. I'm reducing what's known as the blind area. I'm reducing the blind area because I've come to you to seek that kind of help. Um, so so we, we can stretch this shared known area we can share, we can, we can grow it, we can expand this shared area by me disclosing things and sharing stuff about myself or me seeking feedback. And of course the best is to do both. And then you get expansion on, these, on that window pane, you know, in both, uh, in both directions, which is kind of really helpful. Um, and that's why I think feedback is such an important tool because that's how as human beings, we're able to be subtler, more aware, more thoughtful uh, around, you know, how people are, in, how we are interacting with each other. Um, and that's true, I think, of if I'm reflecting on how my week's been as a leader, whether that's as a dad for a family in my context, you know, whether it's as a member of a, what the wider family, whether it's as a member of a community, whether it's as a leader of a team, getting that feedback, I think, becomes pretty important. Um, and it takes some bravery to do that. I think it takes a little bit of courage uh, to, to ask for feedback and to get yourself ready. So I thought one of the things we might think about is how do you receive feedback in a way 
that makes it yeah how do we how do you go about being in the right state to receive the feedback in a way that means that you're going to hear it and that you might do something with it so how do you genuinely how do you kind of prepare for receiving that feedback how do you because it could be you could get battered you could get battered. i'm sure you don't but you you could get grounded <laughs> or you could it could be a real knock to somebody's confidence so how do you, when you are asking for it how do you kind of prepare to receive it what's your sort of process um, well i think if you're if you're the person that's asked for the feedback in the first place yeah. i think you're in the i don't want to say the power seat but effectively you are because you you've asked for it mm. you you should mentally be prepared to receive it because you've had enough time to understand what you want from the situation yeah. if it's off the cuff and someone's giving it to you obviously you might feel a bit unprepared but i think it's having for me and i don't always get it right i'm not perfect mm -hmm. but i think for me it's trying to appreciate that what they are trying to say most of the time is to help you out yes. and to help the project out but it is to help you to become a better person or a better consultant or a better whatever job you're in yeah. so i think that's the kind of mindset is to go into those feedback sessions with an open mind and try trying not to be feel like it's a personal attack it's quite difficult but a lot of the feedback that we receive is not about me personality wise mm. it's about my work yeah. or how how i operate it's not about me yeah. um if i think if it was about me and like the fact Georgia, you um you're often really lazy you know you're, you're a lazy person i think that would affect me more but if it's georgia you need to keep scheduling meetings and making sure that we're prepared fine okay brilliant that's about how i operate yeah. so there's a slight difference there i think it's open-mindedness is really important i think you've hit on a probably one of the most centrally important pieces which is if you're going to ask for feedback then you need to remain open it is it's not always easy but i think such an important mindset to take to it which is i am seeking this in order to develop and so therefore you know bring it on i, I remember um when i was studying for my doctorate i, I genuinely had more red ink come back from my supervisor <laughs> and often the words that i'd submitted to and i go initially i was thinking this is just so rubbish i just got you really annoyed and then they're thinking if i don't want the feedback just stop asking for it you know if i if but her job was to help me get that into the very best shape it could be and eventually you go that's her job and i'm asking for it yeah. so that's so i think that's you've and probably the most important point which is remaining open to it not being defensive about it i think there's also something about asking for specifics so there is some skill required on the part of the deliverer right of the of yeah the thing. but there's something about asking for specifics and asking for evidence is also really important not just a not just an um uh, an opinion but actually where's mm. the facts and the data and the evidence to back that up i think also helps um yep. improve that Definitely. um how do you ask for areas ways to improve the areas or is it or is that largely down to you so is it part of that contracted piece that somebody will give you feedback and some suggestions or is it really down to you to think about how you can make the improvement i think actually it tends to be i would tend to ask for the tips yeah. but it's down to the individual who's giving me the feedback as to whether they will provide that for me or whether i have to prompt and uh, you know just some advice i think in some situations i don't necessarily know what the answer is to mm. the piece of feedback that they've given so 
most of the time the people I work with are very good at giving me examples of how to improve and how to plan how to how to make yourself more effective and so I think most yeah most of the time I'm receiving the support that I need from a from a going forward and forward-looking perspective yeah Yeah. I think sometimes you can actually position that the feedback you know is then a collaborative thing it's collaborative in terms of me receiving it and perhaps we could work together on how I might you know uh might move forward on it I think the other thing I would say about receiving feedback is just because somebody says it doesn't make it true uh, there may be evidence to suggest, but I think what the danger is sometimes is that you react to every bit of feedback be- because you want to be seen to be doing the right thing. Sometimes you might need to gather more feedback or you might just need to be mindful that that's that individual's experience of how you were, not how you are broadly. So I, th- I think a lot of it, m- less experienced leaders will try and be all things to all people rather than say, no, this is my view of leadership you may not like it and I'm, or it may not be very effective for you and I'd be, be happy to try and flex, but I might have yeah. a, uh, or, or actually that is what we need to be doing at this stage. I can't necessarily flex just because it doesn't work for you, but let's see if we can collaborate together. Uh, as I say, I've seen lots of less experienced leaders who are trying to shift course way too regularly based on feedback rather than perhaps gathering a, a range of feedback together and trying to make sense of a range of feedback um we'll put a, a kind of summary of these points up onto the uh, up onto the um facebook page because again i think it's helpful for people to think about okay if i'm asking for feedback i know it's important i know it'll help my own self-awareness and my own ability to self-assess what sorts of things would be useful for them to think about in order to uh, to be ready to receive that feedback um, as positively as you clearly do and, your, and people in your organisation typically do. Think. So thank you for sharing that because I, I know we, you, it, what's lovely is you're bringing real examples for listeners to kind of be able to relate to. So that, that's really cool. We're going to move on to Coaching Corner because we're just coming up for our time. For those people that are new, this is not a sit down for two hours and you know ponder for long over these questions. It's very much a Get your first thoughts down on paper or just think about your initial responses to these questions now and then we'll post these questions up onto the Facebook page and you can then spend a little bit more time reflecting on them over the course of the day. Um, I'm going to run through these fairly quickly today because feedback was a big topic and we're kind of <laughs> a little bit close to time. So first question, what areas of your leadership do you feel strong or effective at assessing through your own reflections currently. What areas of your leadership do you feel strong or effective at assessing through your own reflections currently? I am going to rattle through these fairly quickly today just to give you a sense of the kind of questions that we're asking. Often when you ask people about their strengths or where they're effective, they're a little bit less clear on those than they are about question number two, which is areas <laughs> of your leadership are you less strong or effective about assessing that it would be helpful to improve? Which areas of your leadership are you less strong or effective at assessing that it would be helpful to prioritise improving? Question three. What are the reasons that you might be less effective in that area? What are the reasons that you might be less effective in reflecting on that area?
Question four, how might you benefit from getting feedback from others on that particular area? How might you benefit from getting feedback from others on that particular area? Question five, who might you be able to provide you with some specific, sorry, who might be able to provide you with some specific evidence-based feedback on that area? Who might you be able to ask to provide you with some specific evidence-based feedback on that area? Question seven, how will you prepare yourself to receive the feedback so that you can use it or access it? How will you prepare yourself to receive the feedback so that you can access it? And the final question for today, when will you arrange for this feedback session to happen? When will you arrange for this feedback session to happen? <laughs> Not your final, final question today. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Um, I hope this has been helpful. So really would encourage you to think about uh, using, beginning to drive your own personal culture maybe, or certainly within your team, of ongoing feedback seeking and, and giving of feedback. So everybody comes, you lower the stress and you lower the threat because it just becomes part of the culture as it clearly is in, in your organisation. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook page, LinkedIn, Georgia and I will find you anywhere that you, you you come and find us wherever we are. It just leaves me to say it's been a really good week. I've really enjoyed this week. Thanks ever so much, George, as well, for all your contributions. Um, been great. We had Patrick on as well this week, which was really cool. Um, yeah. Have a great weekend, everyone. Um, enjoy yourselves. Keep well. Keep safe. Lead brilliantly. And from Georgia and I, have a good one. Take care. Thanks, everyone. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.